Welcome back, everyone. To today's episode, we will be talking about Michael's experience directing a high school play and dipping his toe in a lot of different genres of theater. All of this on today's episode of the Perfectly Honest Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Kiana. And I'm six feet tall. Wow. We're flex. Well, I would have been six two if, if it weren't for my back, but you know. <laughs> yeah, blame it on the scoliosis. So kind of like a backhanded compliment to myself. Uh, and I'm Michael. <laughs> and if I'm being perfectly honest, I had a really awesome day today. It was like a ten out of ten day. That's so awesome. I spent like three hours at the park with Coleman and his cousins and my sister in law. Just the best. Then I went over and babysat those kids again, and it was so fun. That's so awesome. Yeah, I just had a really great day. I'm just happy. Oh, that's so good. That means that I'm happy because I'm her husband and I love when you're happy. <laughs> because we're codependent on each other. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and if I'm being perfectly honest, um, I also had a wonderful day, but for other reasons. Um, I started uh, work again at my dad's office, which... Uh, was very difficult for me in the past. It was not an easy job. But if you have tuned in from the beginning of this podcast, you've heard us like talk I've a talked about bit. it. Yeah, because yeah. like it, it was literally the cause of um, a lot of health issues. But a lot has changed. Um, there, it's just me and my dad working there, uh, which is actually really nice. And um, also, there's a lot less workload because the company stopped doing certain lines of business. So, yeah, oh, that's true. So, um, like literally, I went in today and I was like, "This is the first time I've seen things just hit." zero yeah like usually it's like 20 30 tasks but it's like there's just so much extra time because we're not spending hours with people like mm -hmm. on their homeowners or something. anyway right. boring stuff but it was really good uh and we got to go sing to um some uh uh assisted living center um senior living not michael and his dad michael and his oh yeah, choir. yeah me, me and my service choir which we're gonna get into uh like that, that that's part of the reason why we haven't been posting a bunch uh, but we're going to do better at that. So um, we're going to talk about a lot of those things today. Yeah. So let's let's rewind to a year ago. Yeah. A year ago this time, Michael was quitting his job at insurance. We were getting ready to move to Idaho. Actually, before this, I quit. Yeah. I think it was In November no yeah. last year. Yeah. We we're getting ready to move to Idaho. We didn't know what was going to happen after Idaho. We just knew that we were going to go for well i was going to graduate college we knew that much for sure yeah. <laughs> our bank account was going like <laughs> well just kidding it, it kind of it, not not quite yet but <laughs> but but last year michael was teaching a high school improv class yeah with his old theater company and it was just like one night a week and every time you would come home from that class you'd be like oh i just wish like there was some way that I could do this as my job. Yeah, yeah, and I was like I was like I just don't see a way, you know, because like everything that had been offered to me so far was just like these contracts that were paying for gas and that was it. But I just loved the volunteer. I loved it. Like I yeah. loved being there. It was it was like volunteer, but they're like don't worry, we'll help you a little bit to just get here. Yes. <laughs> you know. And so when we moved back and they got word like, "Oh, Michael, you're back and you're like staying." The TNT like really took advantage of Michael being back and just had you dive straight into so many different classes. Yeah. And 
and new responsibilities. And that's what we want to talk about on today's episode, because you got stretched to new limits this semester. Um, it was so cool to watch, to see how much you were learning and growing each week with all of your different classes and responsibilities with yeah. the theater group. So it was really cool. Um, you know, and, and this time last year, uh, they weren't even in the building yet. They were just about to get in. Oh, yeah, because they, they didn't just, have their own building. Yeah, because right. they had their open house mm -hmm. um, and they wanted us to go. And they were doing like a alumni improv show, but we couldn't go because we were moving. Right. And so, so they were starting to do a lot of things. But with that, um, I think the program grew a lot. Um, and, you know, to be perfectly honest, too, but I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the punchline that we've been going for. It's like we waiting for one year up to this point for me to say, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Um, honestly, at this time last year, I don't think I was ready to do this job. I think I had right. a lot of stress. Um, I was really, um, like I've come a long way this year. I think it was probably since we got those phones, honestly, mm -hmm. that I was able to like work through a lot of stress mm -hmm. and I'm still not really perfect at it. Mm -hmm. Like I've been holding on, like even this last week I held on to a lot of stress, but, um, I've been like conquering yeah kind of a thing like i get really stressed but i take it and i conquer and so i think the lord just knew where we were that we weren't ready last year we needed right. to go up to idaho we need to start this podcast we, we need to do to some... learn a lot of things yeah i mean i spent the whole year learning like graphic design and different things right. because of this podcast mm -hmm. and that gave me a lot of the skills i needed to turn around and start doing things like directing in, in these classes because right. i started getting this these ideas about Oh, how am I supposed to frame things? How does audience um, participation work? And it, it it didn't directly apply. I had to figure it out. Like I had to just kind of take what I knew and and mold it a little bit, mm -hmm. and especially mold it with like what I learned in high school. Mm -hmm. But that was a beautiful process to go through. Yeah. So Michael is a man of many hats and talents. Do you want to explain your different roles that you had with? your theater group yes this semester yeah so um I, I taught a number of classes so i had um service choir which we already mentioned um two improv classes one is like a headliners group kind of a thing like they they perform every month um another class they perform at the end of the semester um they they just didn't audition um or they did audition and they didn't make the team or something like that so they were taking my class um <clears throat> And then we had some other things like stagecraft where I taught tech. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what else did I teach? I also taught play theory, life skills. Mm -hmm. So play theory, if you haven't, you should go listen to the happiness playbook, um, which I'm really closely associated with um, them because I was directing with the person of that podcast. Yes. So we had all over the play. I was assistant director in that. And then we had Dickens. Um, of a Christmas, which I was director for, playwright for that one as well, a co-playwright, uh, uh, Larie Florence. She wrote the f the original, mm -hmm. um, and and I added things. I mean, she really was the one who wrote most of the everything was in there, and then yeah. I kind of went in and and did a little bit with the structure, um, and then also designed the lights and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know uh, did mics and tech and and some graphic design and something and stage building a little bit so we had we had i had i really held a, like i wore so many hats yes. that i didn't have the pre like a lot well i didn't necessarily have like the pre um 
what is it knowledge mm-hmm. to fill right uh but i did it you know we conquered i mean not just i but we like there were so many people in the group that we just all were doing new things mm-hmm. but we were just like figuring out how to do it and problem solve it was so fun um stressful but it was so fun so anyway the biggest one was probably director because um director and assistant director because those took um that that's kind of where a lot of the hats came from like there was always mm-hmm. something to kind of fill but it was also just kind of being the vision and directing mm-hmm. the rest of the team you know you're not just directing the kids but you're also um uh and i, I you know I, I wasn't like nitpicking on the team i had this great team who was um like i i just had to figure out like what their skills were and when i figured it out i could give them roles mm-hmm. um that they would fill like yeah. amazing do and do an amazing job at doing so that that was kind of my experience over the last few months like yeah just every night was different it was so fun it was really kind of good for me because that's how i work you know you get bored of jobs very easily i do i move on from jobs and this is the first time i've had a job for like three months that i was like not already trying to find the light at the end no like it was just so dynamic and always changing and shifting um so (laughs) when i when we were first married i i knew michael participated in theater I he's knew. like, oh man, he's a weird dude. I'm like, oh dang it, he's a drama kid. <laughs> um, and then I started getting involved with TNT, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not just some random theater program. Like, this is so different. It's true. Because they teach life skills. Like, that's, and that happiness is a skill. And then the theater is just like, I don't know, the snack on the side. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's just a way to. Um, well, it's a goal. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, it's like, I mean, it is a focus, but it's it's not the focus. Yeah. Um, for everybody individually. But what I was going to say was you were very confident with your ability to teach improv and teach play theory. But you had told me like, oh, man, like I directed one play. I don't think I ever want to do that again. Like it was awful. It the was first time so it, hard. Yeah yada 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 and so i am so curious to hear like your biggest takeaways from being director slash assistant director and what you learned about like being a leader yeah absolutely so um so first off uh laurie florence who created the the program um she's kind of her story is kind of inspiring to me and and helps me feel a little bit better about myself because she started this program and she didn't have like a lot of people who start theater programs they go to theater in college yeah and they they do these things and um uh she had some experience in in, she had experience in theater that she hated really (laughs) i don't think i've heard that part and um uh but it was it was because of like these people who were just really um like and we really need to have her on the podcast so she can tell the story. So I don't want to like, you know, go through everything. Um, and I don't want to tell all of her story for her, but I think she really just didn't like the experience because, you know, like you just see these divas on stage. Everything's mm-hmm. about the person who's performing. Self-centered. It's, yeah. People can become very self-centered. Um, so needless to say, she wasn't a director before she was, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, she wasn't going down that route. Um, and then she, she directed for, for 20 years. Um, and so like for me jumping into this, I'm, I feel like I'm in the same boat. Um, and, and that, that gives me a lot of 
you know, comfort and confidence. So anyway, like that was one thing that I learned is that anybody can do it and achieve a big goal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to directing than being passionate about directing. Right. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm less passionate about directing than I am just about humanitarian work. And that's why I'm with this group. Mm -hmm. I think if I was asked to go somewhere else, I probably wouldn't. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, some of the things I've learned about directing is, um, you kind of have to look at the bigger picture. Like what are the things that we're teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, a play is a method, a means to an end, mm-hmm. uh, to teach the audience, but also to teach the players. Right. And I like to think of them like that, mm-hmm. you know, the players on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost better to look at it as like a football team because it's yeah, like, cause you're a big sports guy. Well, I know. I know. I'm I, yeah. I'm a big oh man. I'm, Oh, Michael. Oh, he just loves golf. (laughs) Did you, uh, did you watch the the game last night? The golf game? (laughs) The golf game. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you know, but it's like, if you look at everybody as a cohesive whole, like that's Mm -hmm. what's really powerful. And, and, uh, you learn a lot from it. Um, you learn from directing too, that like, um, that a message is powerful with how it's delivered. Mm -hmm. Um, not just with, the person saying it but also right. like what are the pieces that you're using like what's the least amount that you can use to teach a message yeah. and that's a really cool practice especially if you're doing lower budget um theater mm-hmm. and so um it, and especially with the play i was directing it wasn't the main stage so it really it was really just like the well, all you could give was your your time yeah uh, at the end of it um so it, it's just really cool to see like like how much can you do with very little mm-hmm. and that in directing is is really big and 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 key so it's like um and then the 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 fun comes in being creative yes like after all of that mm-hmm. like once you figure out where you're going what you're doing then the fun comes with like what's something we can add or subtract that would like make this better mm-hmm. and um you know, and, and really what creativity is, is just organization, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we can learn that from the creation of the world. Right. Just uh, creation of matter that was um, unorganized, right? So so it's like there's all of these things. That was something I learned in class, too, during the semester. But but it's like there these are, and I've been rambling on, but but these are things that I really feel like I learned in in the role of being a director. I learned a lot about God mm. um, and... And I really thought about that a lot. And I, and I also learned, um, about people and human emotions Mm -hmm. and, and teaching. And and, and it's like, when you think about a director, I don't think that people typically just think about it that way. Right. I think they just think about it as like, like they're, they're just trying to, I don't know, trying to be the best they can be. Right. You know, and some people get it. Some people don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think like when I think of director, it's someone who's going to spot talent and then move actors around the stage like players on a chessboard like they're going to orchestrate how it's supposed to play out or whatever yes well and you know in tnt um and i would say this is my personal feeling too is like i don't care as much about the talent as i Mm -hmm. do the hard work which i was hoping you were going to talk about that oh good because i i just really appreciate every time you'd come home and be like it's not about like, yeah, some of these kids are super naturally talented. It's not about the natural talent. It's about 
the work that they're going to put in and how they look out for others. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, you know, this kind of goes back to um, to when I did Kung Fu. Uh, <laughs> Which in... I don't know if you've ever said that on the podcast. I know. Uh, I did Kung Fu for five years uh, when before I did TNT. <laughs> Um, well, actually, during TNT, I, they overlapped a little bit, and I want to get back into it. I still work close with them. And and Michael loves kung fu movies. <laughs> I actually really do. But kung fu in Chinese means hard work. I didn't know that. Yeah, it 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 doesn't mean like talent or fighting or the yeah. iron fist or like you know something right. that you think it might mean. It means hard work. Mm. Um, and so you're like, well, well, what about the most talented kung fu? people and most people say it's just the person who works the hardest mm -hmm. and there there is some things with genetics and there is some natural talent there always is going to be that but um you know your hard work will show mm -hmm. and your lack of work will show like a yeah. sore thumb mm -hmm. and that's that's true in in um, theater as well um and, and that's that's hard too because like sometimes you can get into a place where you accidentally you know discount somebody's work sometimes people work really hard and it and it, they don't they don't get as far as they want to. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what that's why you stick with them. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to you want to appreciate that hard work, you know, where it's due, um, you know, and people who it's really hard because like people who are really talented, they start to work less hard. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I want you to work harder because everybody you, else. You still have to make progress. Yeah. We still want to see growth. Yeah. Yeah. We, at the end of this Show, that's what right? the, yeah that's what the program's about it's about growth it's not about how good the show is and, mm -hmm. and how how hard we can pat ourselves on the back mm -hmm. you know at the end so. so as a director and teacher um i i have heard you talk a lot about like working with kids on a certain scene or something giving them notes so that they can work on that and then come back the next week yeah to evaluate see how much they've been able to change or um to apply the notes that you gave them so as a director how would you i don't know explain like the goal setting process and how you helped kids work towards those goals that's a really good question um it's it's really difficult to figure out like what goals to set with each group Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just let a play be that test. And when you when you find a blaring issue, you inspire that for the next time. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of where I was, too, because I was really new in the program mm -hmm. um, again. I mean, to who was there. Yes. Um, even though I'd been in it for years, uh, but it's it'd been long enough. So. So um, I guess the best thing to do is. You just try to figure out where people are mm -hmm. and you have to have some forgiveness sometimes because mm -hmm. uh, it's really hard because when you give someone notes, uh, a lot of times they take it and they drop it. And then there's some mm -hmm. kids that just like absorb it. Yeah. Do you think it's because they they're offended and they forget about it or I think it's because they don't think that you're actually being serious. Mm. You give a note and you give it one time and you're kind of being kind to them because you, you're having conversations like, hey, I'd like you to try this. But what they don't realize when you say it, like, I would like you to try this, that you are being very serious. Yeah, and very direct in your yeah. request. Because you don't have that much time. So everybody, right. you have to have all these cordial conversations. So mm -hmm. it's hard to jump into them. 
But um, some kids see that. Some kids mm -hmm. see that and they say, okay, I will do that. Mm -hmm. I will try it. Yeah. And, and it's good for them to try things that you ask them to because when they do, then you can say whether you like it or not. Yes. And if they don't, you have nothing to go on. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time um, with that too. Sometimes I would give a lot of direction mm -hmm. um, and it would come back. And I'm like, uh, uh, like it would come back like without much change. So I'm like, right. well, I won't give you more direction. Mm. It's like, um, it's kind of like where, uh, what, what's that phrase? It's like where much is uh, given, much is required, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, yeah. or, you know, it's like the more you give, the more that's required. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, you, you just keep giving. And then, and then when you see that they take that, you give more. Mm. You know? Oh, that's so good. Well, that just ties back to what you were saying about feeling like you learned so much about God through this process. Yeah. Because that's how he works with us yeah too like we can kind of see him as a director or producer of our life right yeah. and he's going to give us notes on how to improve yeah through the holy spirit or promptings yes. on how to help other people but he cannot control your actions and no matter what and when we don't apply what he's giving us or we just ignore the promptings then he's like okay well like i'm not going to give you as much to go on Right. Exactly. Because we're our ears and hearts are shut like we're not paying attention. But the more we absorb and the more we change, he's like, yes, the momentum, it allows him to continue to work through us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. It's so true. Like there's there's just been and, and I, I really feel this way is when you're in a creative space, you learn a lot about God. And I didn't really realize until I was being so creative, mm -hmm. you know, and allowing myself to be like. And I think anybody can be creative. I really, before like the directing started, I got super creative with my life and different mm -hmm. things. And I was starting to learn a little bit, some pieces about God, but being fully immersed, I was like, this is like how God feels <laughs> because he's, he's so like, he's the creator. Yeah. He's the organizer. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so interesting because like there's, there's a scripture that says, I think this is in the book of Mormon. But it's basically like um, the dust of the earth is better than man. It's like I'm paraphrasing, but it's like the dust of the earth is better than man because the the dust obeys God. Mm. Um, that's so interesting. And and it just kind of and, and that's not saying like like that's what God really thinks about us, mm -mm. but that's just saying that like I could completely design the set and the lights, and I could have full control. Mm -hmm. It was under my complete control and will. But when it came to the actors, they made their own decisions and I tried to inspire them the best that I could. Yeah. And that um, was the best I could do. But I love the process. Mm -hmm. I loved it for them. I loved being with them more than I did being with the things I had full control over. Right. So like that taught you that just taught me about God. It was it's just amazing. It's like, man, even though I'm relinquishing control, mm -hmm. I am enjoying the process. And yeah. sometimes they would do something that like. I'd be like, that was better than I thought, than my idea. Yeah. Um, because they just try things differently. Yeah. And, and uh, it's bound to happen. Sometimes they're rolling the dice and sometimes they're bringing a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a cool process to be part of. That's awesome. Well, is there any last, I don't know, things that you wanted to share about this experience before we wrap up? Um, I just think that people should... Um, try to be creative in their lives wherever yeah. they can. Um, 
and I, and I want people to think about creativity as organization. Mm. And like, I, I don't feel like I'm good at organizing my space, like my belongings. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm really bad at it. I used to be good when I was in high school and now I'm just really bad at it. Um, but that's not what that means. I think what it means is like, find something uh, like maybe maybe it's in your work mm. or maybe you pick up a hobby where right. you're just like, I'm just going to organize things or I'm just going to like pick out a piece of paper and just start drawing without thinking about it and let my mind just do what it wants mm-hmm. to do. Because um, we start to organize, we start to figure out that we're creators mm-hmm. and that comes from our divine uh, creator. Yeah. That's planted in us. Yes. Um, and, and, and I think that people who think they're not creative um, might be wrong. You know, oh, absolutely. About that. So. Well, I think people have this con- con- preconceived notion that in order to be a creative type or be creative, it has to be in the arts. You got to be artsy. You got to be artsy. Yeah. You got to be able to draw or paint or act or sing, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be yes. in that category. And I just don't think that's true at all. Yeah. You know, I think gardening is creative. I think cooking, baking, like things that you are when you're using your hand and hands and your mind. Yeah. And you're engaged in something. And like you said, organizing yes. something like we are, we can be so creative yeah. and doing your makeup and getting dressed. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many simple ways to be creative in yeah. your day to day life. Yeah. Well, and I told myself for years, I I told myself, like, I'm kind of more logical, mm-hmm. um, even though I was doing creative things, which were so fun. But it's like when you get into a creative space, that's where logic and emotion starts to mix and dance. And you start to realize that you are emotional and logical yes you know um it's like the apollonian versus dionysus thing you Mm -hmm. know in the greeks like this is like old stuff there were two churches (laughs) we didn't make up these ideas yeah no one was emotional one was logical right and a lot of art has has continued from that Mm -hmm. um and and they attribute that to the creation of the world right um and and every religion does too in their arts it's like it everything goes back Mm -hmm. to the creation um and just like I invite you to take a look at it, like seriously, go look at it. Everything goes back to the creation. All art goes back eventually. Some of our abstract art and weird things today, like they came from art, which came from the creation. Eventually, <laughs> you can always trace it back. <laughs> yeah, even if some of those those artists are, are have have you know veered from it, mm-hmm. it plays to emotion and logic. Yeah. Um. So anyway. That was kind of like long-winded on that, but that is what I wanted to say. No, so. that's awesome. That's good. It's perfectly honest podcast. What I wanted to say, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Well, since we uh, did a lot in the uh, creation and, and a lot of spiritual topics throughout this whole thing, uh, we're going to end it here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so we're we're trying to figure out things with our YouTube because um, we're we're getting into um, a space where we can do that. Guys, so. we're moving. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in our uh, next episode, which uh, you will hear here after the move. But yeah, thank you so much for watching. Uh, subscribe on uh, YouTube and follow us on Instagram at The Perfectly Honest Podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.